We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Little Legends Podcast is a Prediction Esports production. Support us by subscribing to the Prediction Esports Podcast channel on your favorite podcast provider. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Little Legends Podcast, episode 22. I'm your host, Blevins. Joining me, as always, is Boob. What's up, man? <laughs> as always, it's good to be <laughs> Boob. Should I not talk in my smooth radio voice, which I only do at the beginning, too. It like it like goes away after the intro. I don't know. It's like well, a, it's a good thing that it does. Um, <laughs> that's like but, that's like the first thing they tell you not to do when you're like in like radio training. They're like, okay, don't talk like this the whole time because everyone is expecting that, and it's literally a meme on The Simpsons. And I'm like, okay, I'll do that every time. Got it. <laughs> sure. Um, so what I take out of that is do it. Uh, yes. No, it's been a it's been it's been a good week. Uh, you know, my uh, my buddies uh, here visiting. We've been playing a ton of games. I've uh, been playing some Tift. Uh, haven't gotten to like grind grind uh, as much as I want, but been getting some uh, good uh, pred games in. Nice. I think you about abbreviated no, no the maximum number of words in that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> I preach. Preach. <laughs> uh we're gonna get through this we had a we had a we had a a, a genuinely disturbing pre pre-show <laughs> where i literally blew out the ears of everyone here uh so uh we're a little rattled right now but we'll be back or we'll be back in the action um after some housekeeping which we'll do right now of course guys you know we are a prediction esports Production. If you're watching live, you can see the big old banner down there. P R W E D I C T I O N. 
Make sure you're checking out the feed there, Spotify, iTunes, all those good places. Make sure you're throwing us a subscribe there. Uh, in addition to wherever else you're listening to us, we want we, we want we want we want to be everywhere for you. Um, and uh, all of that does does help us out uh, tremendously. So make sure you do that. Speaking of helping us out, you can always help us out Patreon.com/slash/TheLegendsPodcast. Definitely a huge help for sure. Um, do, 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 do. We've got some other stuff. Game night. We had an awesome game night. Boob, you were you were there. We had we had a nice new I game night there. on the yeah. Giant Slayer channel. So that was fun. Um, uh, some memes were had. Yes. Um, some were born. There were um, there know. was a meme. At least one meme born. Many yep. others perpetuated. <laughs> the perpetual we're gonna get like a perpetual mean machine before like perpetual motion yes. um uh, that, that'll be great for the the esports crowd perpetual memes but no it was it was super fun uh being on giant slayer like having like an official place to meet right yeah. <laughs> it was like uh like going to the lions club is that what it's called <laughs> that does sound the, like a the friars club. Club. it could be there's a lion uh, there's a lions club. club yeah the, At least the magic cl- castle here. All still weirdly um, latently, but anyway, the, uh, the the coolest part was is like we got support. Uh, Jules was there. A lot of yeah. our TFT friends were there. Of course, we mm-hmm. want more people to come join. We'd love to run a couple lobbies. And my dream is for this: like we've got a channel, we've got eight players. Why not up the stakes sometime? So mm-hmm. we'll see what kind of things come in the future. But uh, it definitely gives us an opportunity to think about what's next for for fight nights. Yeah, so definitely, definitely make sure you stop by. We are recording on Giant Slayer TV. So if you didn't catch the actual broadcast, um, I actually, uh, I don't think this one is up, but in the future, they will be probably made into either YouTube videos or on the Giant Slayer TV Twitch, twitch.tv slash Giant Slayer TV. And also, if you want to play, it's open to everyone. So I've I've had a, a, a number of people ask like, hey, how do we join? Is it open to anyone? Do you have to be a certain rank? No, you can. Well, yes, anyone can join. No, you don't have to be a certain rank. Anyone can play. It's very laid back. It's casual. We have try to have fun with it. It's not like a a competitive tournament or anything. We're just playing. We're messing around. We do a lot of wacky games. We switch it up. And we actually had I think we had the most people uh, ever last week. So uh, we can always take more once we get to once we get to 16 people, we'll have two lobbies. Uh, you know, I'll be in one. Boop will probably be in another one or we'll mix it up. We'll we'll do something. We'll cast it or something or we'll be, cast uh, it. It'll be great. Yeah, it would be fantastic. Two professional, one professional and one one, one professional and also <laughs> me <laughs> and uh, and our number one volunteer, uh, Blevins. Um, uh, how's that participation award treating you? Hey, they uh i didn't ever got a participation award i got a most improved player award <laughs> that had someone else's name on it but it's okay no <laughs> uh yeah it, I, I, it was it was super fun it. we uh we have a new god amongst the little legends community yes we do and uh, uh we nope you gotta you gotta come to game night learn all the inside yeah. jokes or go to discord or go to me slash the legends podcast that's where we actually play in in that discord uh join it regardless if you want to play i know it can I, I can imagine it being a little intimidating but i mean i'm like the least intimidating person i mean i look very intimidating because i look like a scary murderer dude but i'm not 
Uh, so if you want to play, we've had a lot of people that come up and like, hey, can we play? Absolutely. Uh, come on, come on in. Uh, we want to see you there. And if you want to just watch, you can go over again to twitch.tv slash giant slayer TV. Okay, Boop, you talked a little bit about your games in TFT this week. I just want to bring up one uh, one specific night. I actually did get a little bit of a grind in. Like I had a probably you know four or five hour session where I was just playing um, off stream. So I have no excuse for how <laughs> for the reason I played so poorly. But I just had one of those nights uh, where it felt like I just forgot how to play the game. Like mm. one of those like it. It wasn't even that I forgot. It was that it was just like every single decision I was making. I was immediately getting punished for it. It was like, and also just ma- just making bad decisions in general. It's like, okay, I, you know what? I, I know Berserkers are good. I'm just going to force Berserkers. And I get like an early Olaf and like someone has an even earlier Olaf too. And I'm just like, oh my God. it's like, it's like taking us both down. It's like, okay, I'm, you know what? I'm going to do the, I'm going to do the most mindless thing ever. I'm going to go blender. I'm forcing it. And there's like three other blenders players and we all get bottom four. And it's like, okay, you know what? I don't want to do blenders. I want to do this new strat that uh, I learned about in uh, the Giant Slayer Fight Night, which we'll talk about in in a minute. Yep. I want to play this this sweet Vigar comp and just like immediate eighth place. It's like I don't even know how to play it. So it's like I just had one of those nights where like I think the best I got was like a third place, and I just had like six, seven, eight, eight, six, eight, seven, six, six, five, eight. Like it was it was terrible. Like I almost wanted to delete my account and start a new one. Because uh, of that, that one, that one night that just is, it will taint my record forever. But what the reason I bring this up, not to just you know crap on my performance, which uh-huh. maybe that's maybe that's just entertaining in and of itself. But the reason I bring it up is because I didn't like I've had those types of nights before in Magic or Hearthstone or Overwatch or all these other games that I've played at at least at a competitive level to me not not at a high level but at a competitive level that makes sense like i'm trying to win i'm not just playing just to play um where you have one of those nights and it's just like i just don't even want to load the game back up like i get a bad loss i just want to turn the game off and walk away and not play anymore but i at the end of that night I, I say that about my marriage sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Not touching that one with a 10-foot pole. Uh, <laughs> I walked away. That was a good joke. You have to admit was, that was, was a really was, good joke. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, it's actually really funny. Some people like it, like when I when I make jokes like that, some people are like Oh, but you're gay. Oh, you're just like us. It's like, yeah. <laughs> oh, you hate marriage just as much as we do. <laughs> um, I love my husband. I do. He would, he would have laughed at that joke, but you know, I couldn't. I couldn't handle it. It was the the, the, the it was there for the taking. Yeah, you and just, I had the opportunity, so I had. Sometimes to you just got to shoot your shot. You know, you miss a hundred percent, just like the, I did when I got married and now divorced. So <laughs> you miss a hundred percent of the inappropriate jokes you don't make that's uh it was a mm-hmm. wayne gretzky quote actually uh no no sorry it was originally abraham lincoln um but the reason i brought this up is because i did not i actually did not feel discouraged like obviously i didn't feel good about losing all those games but i was like i just need to watch some streams i need to go back to the basics i need to stop forcing i need to like do this 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 and this and like i actually weirdly kind of felt good after that after that night and 
It's very rare for that to happen because like I'm like the type of person that like when I used to grind Hearthstone ladder, like if I like went down in rank on the night, like it would like it would like really like implant itself in my brain. I would just feel crappy like the whole night or the whole like the whole rest of the day until I started playing again or like until something happened that I could just erase that. Um, and I just didn't like I went down like a rank and a half. I think I went from like almost plat one down to like middle of plat three. So like I went down a sizable amount and it was really weird and like kind of spoke to, I don't know, maybe just how into the game I am right now. Just like how much stream I'm watching, how much like studying of the game I'm doing and apparently not uh, retaining and able to perform, (laughs) but just like all I wanted to do was just at like three in the morning. I'm like, I just need to watch like, Crowen stream or like you know just like i just need to like take a day off of playing and just watch a high level player and just absorb as much as i can and i don't know have you had like an experience like that in anything where it's just like i don't know i almost felt zen about it i'm like i just need to learn more i was inspired rather than yeah see unfortunately for me like in order for me to get there right and my a lot of my best mentors in my life uh, figured this out is i have to hit rock bottom first Right, because I'm going to be blaming everything other than me for the most part um, <laughs> until, uh, until like I have to like really look at myself. Right, I have to snap into it and be like, "Wait a second, mm-hmm. <gasps> it's me." Right, and so yeah. uh, uh, in like for example, in league, uh, a very common one was like, "Why do I keep losing? Why am I so low ranked?" And blah blah blah. And then finally, I was like, "You know what? I'm just going to play the same character." And I'm just going to farm. I'm going to try mm-hmm. to farm real good mm-hmm. and get better at one thing rather than just being like the best already. Right. Like, oh, I just uh, started playing piano. I'm going to play Moonlight Sonata tomorrow. Right. Like you could probably get through Moonlight Sonata having never played piano, but it would take you like a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Right. But if you learn like other stuff and you kind of like do it step by step, it becomes much easier and you'll end up learning it quicker. And I think that's like definitely one of my more. All right. Let's take a breath in. Let's mm-hmm. do something you know you're good at right and mm-hmm. start building upon some success but usually i have to like get up and like go do something mm-hmm. uh, you, uh, uh a good poop usually solves my tilt <laughs> yeah that's i mean that that usually like, solves get, most problems get get all that out you know get all that nastiness on the outside mm-hmm. or from the inside on the outside right yep. and uh, go go into it with a fresh head fresh belly and fresh snacks and uh, yeah. see what you can do yeah i um i don't know maybe it's just i've um like playing magic and to a lesser extent playing poker over the years really like it made me get like the whole randomness thing out of me like like blaming randomness because like i know exactly what the odds are or roughly what the odds are anytime so like if i make the right decision um enough times i know it's going to pay off so when it doesn't I, it doesn't bother me anymore um and I also know that I'm not the best player right now, but I can be better. So when I'm not, it's something I'm doing. Um, And I just do that by default. Maybe I am making the right decisions. I don't think I am. I mean, I'm not even at that level where I even have the confidence to think that I am making the right decisions. Like if I was a great, if I was a challenger player right now and like was losing by hairs, maybe I would, maybe I would uh, have a little more faith, but I'm in, I'm in like the middle of plat right now. So like, I know I'm doing, I'm playing things bad. My games are not finishing. And even in terms of like build comp and like item 
an item composition in the same way that a Crowen or a Soju or a Raiditz's are finishing. So, like, I know I'm doing something wrong. Um, I, you know, better. it's funny, like, you know, anytime I see a professional play the game I'm playing, right? Mm-hmm. I'm always like, but how right like like <laughs> like with especially with something like rocket league right oh, where, God, where yeah. it's, it's just like they are just doing other is They're this just playing the same a different game? game yeah <laughs> are we playing the same game yeah. i watch crowen and he just like sees more information than me yeah right and i'm just like huh this item looks cool let's put it on uh Skarner. <laughs> Right, that's yeah. that's how I play because I, I like have fun, and then I'm like, why am I doing poorly? Oh, yeah. because you put tank items on your mages, mm-hmm. um, because you wanted to see if it would work, and guess what? It doesn't, or mm-hmm. else other people would be doing it. Right. Um, but yeah, I see Crow and play, and, and I'm like, huh, the way like everything seems so like regimented and like a mm-hmm. like a dance to them, right? To to like the highest ranked players, right? And it's all about yeah. just cleanliness and polish where mm. i'm still getting a lot of the kinks out yeah i almost like uh and and i'm sorry for everyone who doesn't think that this conversation is interesting i i think it's really interesting because it's like into the psyche if because I, I feel like a lot of people play like this or like are at the same level where like you're playing competitively but not at as high level as you want to right and you want to improve and this is the type of like this is my mindset as someone who's in plat who's been in diamond and maybe could be better than that i doubt it um where like I I can I see myself at the point where like okay I'm consuming the content I see what the top what the top meta comps are I know that uh, Inferno Warden and uh, you know uh, uh, Summoner um, Assassin Summoner and uh, Rangers and Berserkers and and Blender like those are the comps that you want to be building. Um, but I'm building that, like, that is the end, right? It's not the, the path there. The path there is just as important as the end, right? Mm-hmm. And that, I think, is where my hiccup oh, is right now. it's more important. Yeah, it actually, it, it is more important. No, I, like, you I, can get, eight, you gotta get from A to C, and B can be any number of paths, right? Right, but it has so to be certain to... ones. Like, it can't be a, <laughs> it, 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 it has to be a certain Sometimes path. you take the path least traveled, to yeah. eight, the top eight. And sometimes you take the most clean and polished and and most well done path to top one, and yeah. uh, it's all about that mindset, right? How how you go into these games, like if you're going into it expecting to lose, everything's such a self fulfilling prophecy for your brain, mm-hmm. right? So on the psychology today, we'll talk about esports and gaming, and <laughs> you know I was in marching band, so I was always like into like performance and mm-hmm. you know the psychology of getting in the zone and. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I was a music major too. So, like, what what that's like to perform in front of people at a high level, like you would on a stream, and mm-hmm. you know, blah blah blah. I always thought that I would probably play better on stream if I just streamed, right? Because people might be watching. So maybe that's a good way for me to get better. But in terms of tilting, it's just I'm not going to be Crowen. Right. <laughs> I know what Crowen's doing if I like talk about it and analyze it later, mm-hmm. right? But in the in the moment right like i was making fun of you for it at uh game nights it's just like you were you were hyper rolling so slowly yeah right i'm so bad at it (laughs) yeah yeah like you were hyper rolling so slowly and even like the way they like sell a unit just looks so much cooler than me yeah (laughs) you know what i Uh mean oh yeah, uh, no, I I a hundred percent, hundred percent agree with you there. But uh, I won't belabor the point. I'm not good. I think I'm getting better, and I'm 
I'm I'm at least understanding what like some of the things as to why I'm not doing as well as I am, and I think that good. realization is good in a good a good mindset. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna give myself a pat on the back here. Good for uh, you. I think good, I think really the next thing for you. Yeah. Um. Good. I think the next thing for you is just if you read more books, you might get smarter. I might. Um, yeah, I very well might. Um, but another way to, to get smarter, Boop, is to watch high-level tournament play. Ooh, I had the sweet transition there. We had a big, uh, big tournament over the weekend. This was the uh, Ephos GG uh, Lobby Two Invitational, which was uh, a big one. I think in terms of, I think who was there? In terms of who was there? In terms of like amount of combined challenger lp this is probably the highest level of competition we have seen to date i was trying to think like twitch rivals definitely not all stars <laughs> no i mean i don't even mean that as a slight i mean it's I just know, it's just not twitch um, no all stars no i mean what about uh a fandom legends fandom legends is close fandom legends is is very similar fandom legends is the only one that i think is even close um, but even then, I don't know. I think in it, like I think this is this like I don't know what the requirements were to get invited to this tournament, but it might have been you need to be in the top 100 or top 50 <laughs> on the on the ladder, or like they invited everyone who was in the top 32, and then if someone either didn't respond, they just went down the line. Like 33 gets invited, 34 gets you know, um, that's what it seemed like at least. Um, this was an invitational, but it was the like ladder based invitational, so. Um, was a really good event. I definitely, I highly recommend uh, checking that out. You can, uh, if you look up uh, the uh, Ephos GG Twitter, uh, you can find that. I'll, I'll just put a link to it in the in the uh, the show notes that you can check in the description. Um, but uh, our boy Crowen took it down after two days. Big win for uh, big win for C9's Crowen there. Uh, so super happy to to see that and just like. I mean, we've seen it across so many tournaments now, like consistency, 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 like Crowen gets that. And he like, I mean, we, we even saw it when we casted him in the, um, the, and I don't even remember what event it was, but we casted him and it was, <laughs> and it was like, he did, he, he doesn't spike the firsts that often. Like, I think he got a first in day one, but yeah. like, he's like, always top four like top three top four mm -hmm. well i think like once you kind of realize all right like winning might not be the best way to victory right yeah, and which is uh, weird to think. <laughs> yeah right and uh there is some like tennis has a very very similar kind of system right mm -hmm. where i remember a couple years ago a player named caroline wozniacki this is my like odd sports ball knowledge <laughs> Um, and when the women's game, uh, the number one player was a player who had never won a major, but like consistently made it to the semifinals mm. for like a really long time. Mm -hmm. Right. So is that person really number one? I don't know. Like is consistent right. is the most consistently good tennis player, the best tennis player, or is it Serena Williams who plays 18 tournaments a year, but right. wins nine of them. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Like we, uh, and, and so like with TFT, it's kind of like, all right, is consistency the best way to show skill. Right. right. Is it more about, 
who's is it more important to win these lobbies or get third place in all the lobbies mm -hmm. right but mm -hmm. where is that going to be weighted i think that's like one of the biggest challenges when it comes to tft esports is how who is the best player right? right what does that person look like and i think crowan is a really good example of that consistent player who pulls mm -hmm. off those victories too right it's like you know i have these comps that can beat these lobbies but will most consistently be top four in these so mm -hmm. let's just go ahead and try to get these and he's just he's very good at the feeling of the game mm -hmm. right when to transition the game sense. like yeah. his game sense is some of the best out there uh for tft and yep. that's that's one of those things that you know i think you're born with <laughs> i i you know i almost i kind of disagree with that in because like it almost like takes away from these players that have that and like the only reason i don't think that is because i absolutely do not think i'm born with that at all but I yep. know I have had that in certain, in other games. In other games, like yeah, I, yeah. But at the same time, right? Not like, at the same this, level for sure. <laughs> yeah, at the seven-year-old. Like when I was a music major, there was always a seven-year-old who was better than me. Oh, absolutely. Right? Like he he, mm -hmm. he just had like a a higher natural. Uh, skill ceiling yeah right mm -hmm. uh, no he started on a higher floor of his skill floor right yes, yes. Uh, because my whole thing is i'm kind of the same way i'm a fast starter but like i never become like the best i'll always be like your your third place always the bridesmaid never the bride mm -hmm. and uh yeah i think crowen just has like one of those minds that's just like it fit, fits this kind of game like a puzzle sure right i bet he's good at chess i bet he's good at like a lot of those like academic games like go Mm -hmm. right he was good at heroes of the storm which was a very good game uh mm -hmm. super underrated uh but yeah th that game sense is uh, why we see crowen's name so often in all of these tournaments he also plays in almost all of the tournaments true so he's given himself that opportunity too when he's not playing he's casting fight nights right mm -hmm. like he's all in on this tft stuff and it's good to see him becoming successful uh, through what he loves mm -hmm. yeah it's like just knowing like at a so much earlier of a point than I ever get to where you know what your finish can be, right? Mm -hmm. It's like being at level six or seven and being like, oh, with my comp and my items, like I need to roll down now so that I don't get eighth. <laughs> like, or I need to, I need to roll down. And then if I get to like, just being able to think that far out, um, and, and not even, not even being able to think that far out to like be able to assess the situation and actually get, uh, reasonable information that far out is something that I'm just not there yet. And I think a lot of people like that is the, that is the next level where you, you know, you watch Soju, you watch, uh, you know, any of these players that are in the top, uh, Crowen or any of these, you know, top 50 players in, in challenger, you see, they're like, yeah like they're they're like rolling down at places and i'm like why in the world are they rolling down and they're like yeah this is a top four game it's like oh oh okay it's like where i'm like like how do you know that how, how do you know it's a top four game already right how do you how do you know how how do you even right. know i mean it's it's a it at the end of the day like there's a lot of factors that they can see but it's just playing hundreds and hundreds of games like and and being able to take that information in and really absorb it i think that's the that's the biggest thing and why we we end up seeing that um one other thing i wanted to uh, that was kind of on the beginning the front end of our conversation in this is like i think it would be interesting to see both sides of the tournament spectrum where we have the like what we've seen traditionally in TFT, which is like, you know, three or four game sets, sometimes more if it's over two days where it's like, 
you're getting scaling down number of points where, um, you know, if you can, you can win the tournament with a third, a third, a fourth, a second, and a third, like you win the event with that never getting first. We've seen, I think we actually saw Crowen do that before. Maybe I'm remembering incorrectly. It might've been someone else, but we saw like, or we saw Crowen make a very good run with like no first places whatsoever. Um, but we could also see like the um, NCAA March Madness college basketball format, right? Where it's like no one is saying, no one ever says that that tournament is like the ultimate determiner of skill and will always produce the best team in the country. But that's one of the most exciting tournaments. Of yeah, man, Florida Gold Coast. All the way. I remember Steph Curry as a 10 seed from the University of Davidson almost beating Duke yeah. to bring them to the final four back mm-hmm. in like 2006. Right? Like, no, that wasn't that. The, was those that are the that things that, that. That was like I 2009, so. I think. I feel like we were in college when that happened. 2003. Um, uh, well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But, but basically, like, it'd be cool if like there was like a, an initial tournament, like for like the TFT National Championship. It's maybe the weekend before yeah. everyone plays. It's a 64 tournament pool. And then, based on how many total points they get, they get seeded into a bigger bracket, and we'll see what happens, right? Um, I don't know how the fighting game community does those tournaments, but they usually uh, do double elim into they yeah. do double elim into reseed up to like top yeah, and then so you can like get seeded into specific lobbies, and those lobbies will eventually seed back into each other. I don't know, but I think you just do I'm it. excited to see what this brings. You know, yeah. Mort did say, and this is a good transition to yes. a, a quick little Mort retort is Mort did say that esports is on the horizon uh but everything something that he did emphasize as we were talking like more retort stuff now Mm -hmm. is the fact that it has been reactionary Mm -hmm. in terms of the success for tft and so they're catching up they didn't so it's confirmed that pretty much like all right we didn't initially plan Mm -hmm. for this to be successful because it doubled their double expectation right like this is our reach goal and it doubled that expectation in terms of player base and popularity. And it's, you know, it's been pretty consistent. It seems like the people who play TFT are sticking around, mm-hmm. right? So um, they have to develop a scene after the fact. And when you're reactionary, right, as well as still trying to get this game out of beta, because it's still technically in beta, right? Yeah. Um, you know, things are going to have to be spread thin for a little while. And uh, that that was like one of the biggest things to me was like, all right, Maybe they don't have a specified direction that they want to go to in terms of esports. We've been talking a lot about format mm-hmm. and players like Crowin, and then there's players uh, like King that can just win a tournament, mm-hmm. right? Um, and is it for the streamers? Is it this, this, and this? It really strikes me as the fact that they're still experimenting with all of that, mm-hmm. right? And that they don't have a spectator client just yet. Um, all that stuff is super important to advance this as an esport and it is reactionary. So it's probably going to go on the slower side, I mm-hmm. think, than anything else. And that was the only thing that I heard from Mort that got me like to go, oh, right. Like, yeah. I want it faster. Yeah. Right. But I, I totally understand. Yeah. And like, yeah. I know that like another team does esports. So that might cause like, right. a couple more steps in the process. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, overall, like, I just really want that spectator mode. I really want to be able to see as like a caster, how many people are still in the pool. Yes. Like those are all stuff that can be in a spectator mode. And I'm not asking for a, you know, a Porsche with it. Right. I just also want to watch my friends play. 
Mm -hmm. right? Just like in general. And uh, the the fact that there wasn't a ton of information, like concrete information Mm -hmm. um, with that, that was the probably only really disappointing part of that. Everything else I thought was great. His his whole ideology on game design Mm -hmm. made me trust him just inherently. Mm -hmm. But that was like the only thing of that whole uh, of that whole process that i was like ah i wish i could have heard a different answer but i get it yeah i i mean i want i want spectator mode two months ago honestly but like it makes sense it's limited resources it's i mean it, it is what it is we can i think that what is important is that they understand how important it is to us as a community i think that they get that yeah. um and mobile obviously is a huge thing. I'm super, I'm personally super excited about mobile. I mean, I some people balk at mobile game, like mobile game, lol, not real game or whatever. I don't care about that. I love mobile games. Hashtag I'm a boomer. I want my, I want to be able to play my games on my phone. I have my PC, but I want to be able to play my games on my phone too. Um, so, I, and also just the like, you know, we talked about it on the, on the, on the episode too, uh, with more just, like the the audience reach expansion is just insane, and I know for a fact just from, um, you know, watching it with Hearthstone, um, and I mean to a lesser extent like watching uh with Overwatch, like how that changed when they put it on consoles, uh, mm-hmm. like when they like that was that was huge, like that's a, another expansion, and if they ever put it on mobile. I mean, who knows? I mean, that's a different game for a different time to talk about. But um, I know it's going to be huge, like in terms of the expansion. So we'll we'll certainly be seeing people who are playing on mobile that are listening to yeah. the show. Um, it's going to increase the competitive pool, which is really exciting, yeah. right? Because if you don't have a PC to play this right now, right? We don't know. The best TFT players might not have access to the game. Right. as we speak mm-hmm. right so um that's going to be really exciting but it's really going to push the agenda of what's next right like you got it out on mobile more people can play what's next are we going to focus in on entertainment and streamers to keep this game going and then every once in a while get some esports going or are we going to mm-hmm. start going the esports way you i think both both directions have pros and cons right there isn't mm-hmm. i think an easy direction to take it but after it's on mobile we'll really know how much staying power this game has right and yeah. and then we'll definitely get to see what those next steps were and so yeah what about you man what what about the interview at mort were you most excited or maybe um hoping to hear differently um i think honestly one of the big things for me that was really reassuring was we asked uh, and I actually pulled this question from um, from Deathblow, who is a, another TFT caster and my co-host on High Noon Podcast. Um, he asked about positioning because he he, I, he has a hot take, and that is that he likes set one better than set two, which I think that's a tough one to defend. But his thing is, and the part of it that I agree with is that positioning in set one felt way more impactful than it does in set two. Um, I feel like there was so much positioning for assassins. There was positioning for um, Sejuani alts. There was positioning Nar-alt. for Nar alt, for Asol, for Morgana. S- Morgana. Just so much Katarina, stuff. Like It yeah. was a huge part of the game. And now it's like, well, Two spots are pretty much always taken with the with the hexes, unless they're in troll spots, and even then, sometimes they still are. Um, the board is bigger, so it's less like like you can kind of 
pocket your guys a little bit. So like, there's a little bit more wiggle room. There's there's some more wiggle room for sure. And I'm not saying I'm an expert on positioning because I certainly do get punished for making bad decisions. But it just seemed like on oh, Hextech too. Let's not forget about positioning for Hextech as well. It just seemed like that was a bigger facet of the game, and I enjoyed it. I I felt like that was one of the unlocks. Um, and like just those little things. That's like okay, I understand a concept of the game now, and I am demonstrably better than I used to be. And now I can point out when my opponents aren't doing that. And I know I'm going to win in a case where I might not have. That is a satisfying thing to do when you are like, Oh, I know I did something better than my opponent and I won because of it. Um, That's a good thing for someone playing um, at a competitive level. Well, I think, I think the thing that really kind of like supports your argument on like a latent way is the fact that it it was really interesting because I couldn't put my finger on it, but, it was the fact that we're missing ults like Sejuani's ult, like mm-hmm. Leona's old ult, like Cho'Gath's old ult, right? Mm-hmm. Like these big, super impactful, super flashy mm-hmm. ultimates that like really felt like you were doing something with them. I mean, right? Pantheon, like, like he literally like yeah. In set two, it's definitely more like across the map. There's a lot more utility ultimates, mm-hmm. right? There's not a ton of like AOE comparatively. Like yeah, Kiana's got AOE. Uh, but the thing that's closest is a Moomoo, right? Yeah, a in terms of, and it's a rank one. five, and that's how you know no one has a misfortune ult, right? right. Like these these big ultimates that feel like ultimates, mm-hmm. and I think that kind of goes along with what you're saying too. It's just like, all right, like I can position well, but it, you, you don't see why you're being rewarded for positioning in set two as much mm-hmm. as you did in set one, right? It's like, ha ha, you missed me with that ult. Now I'm gonna win with my Draven, right? Right. Um, but now in set two, it's more like, all right, my items are better. Right. And, you know, I might, I have a little bit more gold and my target selection was a little bit better. Right. Instead of like having that be, okay, I need a position here and here. But I think people kind of forget that the positioning, I think, also got a tad repetitive in set one, too. Yeah. It where did. it was just kind of like against these comps, I positioned this way against these right. comps. Right. Mm-hmm. But there isn't. Something I do have noticed, like, there isn't as much, you know, when you're 1v1 against somebody and there was a Blitzcrank on one team, right? Where you're oh, just, like, Blitzcrank. constantly moving your unit. about Blitzcrank, yes. Right, where you're, like, kind of, like, constantly moving your unit until the clock goes down. And you right. play that, like, mini game of, all right, you're not going to hook my carry. You're right. not going to hook my carry, right? Like, that doesn't happen anymore. Right. Um, it does occasionally. It's for, just Zephyr, for basically. Assassins and stuff, yeah, and but... kind of Assassin's. Not not like the same, not in the same way. And that's one thing that I think I do miss is kind of like that. Like he said, the fantasy of a Sejuani Blizzard, a Solar mm-hmm. Flare from Leona, a Rupture mm-hmm. from Cho'Gath, right? Now that we're in set two, those things don't feel, some of them still like always have an opinion on NAR, but some of them <laughs> I think would work really well in our current meta, right? Mm-hmm. Like what if there was some more AOE? And I think that's probably what they're going for for set three, especially since Mort brought that up himself. <laughs> So right. we'll see. We'll see what's going on. Yeah. The other thing that was interesting to me about that interview um, was that, you know, I think it was almost like the and I guess this is just kind of more in general. It's like the he doesn't give the PR answers. <laughs> like 
which is just such a weird and refreshing thing, honestly, is it's like, oh, well, how do you think set two's going? It's like, well, set two's going. We had a lot of plans, and it's going well now, but we're always looking to blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, you actually just kind of gave a good answer, like like a real answer. Like, yeah, we learned some stuff, and uh, I think that, like, like the elemental hexes, for instance, it's like, yeah, I think that they kind of worked out, but they don't seem like, the t- like they did take away a lot. Right. Like we talked about with positioning. It's like, wow, how often do you get a game developer to say, yeah, this didn't really work out exactly how we want or to anybody, or right. anybody, especially in today's day and age where it's just like the rule is to not apologize. Right. right? Like you don't give room. You don't there is no middle ground. Right. right? So it, it's nice to see someone like accept that nuance and be like, OK, OK, you're, you might be a little forceful in your opinion, but I see where it's coming from. Right. Or, uh, yeah, no, you're totally like uh, he's. Uh, he agreed with us on a couple things, right? It's just like he talked about the fantasy of the game. He brought up how important mobile was and how mm-hmm. much you know effort has been put into mobile, kind of like, uh, and once mobile's out, the, the rest of the art and everything else will probably get a little bit more steam to get picked mm-hmm. up. So there's been some you know changes in team there. But overall, I think he 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 told the truth, and I appreciated that because he didn't need to, right? And right. like our hands would have been tied. Like we could have, dive super deep but we didn't need to because he answered the questions that he thought he knew we were trying to ask as Mm -hmm. well as what the people wanted to particularly like how um open he was about challenger players and Mm -hmm. how to balance the game and stuff like that but i mean i was very impressed with mort and in general and i was very very happy to have him on because the only Mm -hmm. disappointment i have is just like a personal thing right it's just like okay you gotta walk before you run i totally understand but if you, you know, have an esport event coming up and, you know, you get a chance to recommend a couple people, you know, you have a yeah. professional caster and a volunteer right here. It's true. <laughs> it's true. You do. You sure do. Um, yeah, I just, um, I, uh, it, I just want the spectator mode, not even like, cause I just want there to be more tournaments that are run. And I think they do too. Cause it's just, it's, it's a win-win. Right. And they understand that like the more tools they give us with spectator mode, the more, I mean, we're already seeing tournaments that just aren't being streamed. Like I see there's like at least a couple of monthlies and uh, there's a league or something. I think team liquid is doing another like open league where it's just like, you can just join and play for like 20 bucks or like, like, like just like you're playing for a $25 gift card and they've got like a hundred people signed up for it. It's like, it would just be so nice if, you know, us two could just jump in and just cast a couple of those lobbies, like without yeah, having just like to ZP go through and the Hex did for overwatch back yeah, in the day. Right. Absolutely. Um, and like, it's, it's cool because we have, jewels and giant slayer that like have the capability to run the tournaments like at such a high production quality but like it would be nice if we if like we also like a it would be easier for them to do it <laughs> spectator and put a lot of it would remove a lot of burden on their end as well but also like i would love to cast fight nights and not like right now i have to play in the games or else i mean i'm a horrible spectator by the way while i'm playing but like i have to play in the games in order to like you know so that the stream can see them you know um so i don't know but that enough of that um guys definitely if you didn't check it out if you're here for your for your first time check out last episode episode 21 we did interview mort dog 
um, which we've been talking about for the last 10 minutes. So definitely make sure you check that out. It's a great episode, a great listen. And if you're in, if you like even just like game design in general, like you, you went, we went deep with that. Like that was, Mm -hmm. we got a lot of insights there and a lot of insights into the beginning of TFT, which I thought were super interesting. And like you mentioned, the expectations are blown out of the water and this, that, and the other. So definitely check that out. Um, for sure. One last thing I wanted to mention before uh, the break is that um, two things, actually. So we did have another Giant Slayer fight night and shout outs to H2211, who ended up winning that tournament with the Viger comp I alluded to earlier. Um, I really want him to make a video guide, although I'm pretty sure he confirmed that he's not going to because it's a super secret comp but now it's out in the open man people know about vigar so you might as well make the guide and capitalize on the fame um but uh yeah so check that out the videos on giant slayer tv's youtube as well and the other thing i wanted to mention is that they are this thursday they're going to be doing a giant slayer um i believe it's called rising event which they haven't they've teased a little bit of teased a couple of details um but by the time you're listening to this in podcast realm i believe they're going to be shipping out the rest of those details so definitely check that out um it's going to be similar to fight night but a little bit different so definitely check that out but we are going to be getting into the meat and potatoes of this show after the break where we go over patch 10.1 like we always do. We'll catch you right after the break. Guys, if you are liking the show, please make sure you leave a review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. If you're watching us on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to us there. Too. And you can subscribe to us and check us live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash theblevins. Of course, the home of all of our content is at discord.me slash Podcast. Hey guys, you hear us talk about all these fun things that we're doing every week, the game nights, the now giveaways, all this awesome stuff. It all happens on the Discord. Go to discord.me slash Podcast. Join the community today. You're not going to regret it. Welcome back, everyone, from the break. We're back to talk about patch 10.1 for TFT. So we'll jump right into it from Riot Beer Nana. Greetings, tacticians. Good to see y'all again for New Year of Teamfight Tactics. Our first patch of the new decade is a big one and features uh, one new trait, two new champions, and three new items, which are replacing a few old ones. In the typical lineup of balance changes and adjustments, here are the highlights. Defensive team composition should see a boost from the new Lunar trait and the introduce, introduction, introduction of Leona. <laughs> There's a word for you. Introduction of Leona and Karma uh, to the lineup. A number of items now scale with their wearer's star level. Um, light has uh, both been buffed as a trait from a number of life, or no, light has been buffed both as a trait and from a number of individual champions. Last but not least, New Year of TFT wouldn't be complete Got a few new little legends, which we actually already talked about and how they taste. You can get that tier. You can get our taste tier list two episodes ago. Uh, keep an eye out for new friends who should be available later this week. Woo! I, uh, man, I I'm really. I'm good on Kiki, man. These three don't really I'm really good on Kiki, but man, I still kind of want to open some packs because I <laughs> Just have a have, gambling, you know? I have a gambling problem. It's like scotch, right? Yeah. You'll have the same bottle for like three years. 
I like to have I like to have a, a little bit of a I like to have a couple extra like go tos for little legends as well. Um, but we're gonna start off with the big stuff, the new stuff, lunar new trait. Uh, it's a two it's a two stack, so there's only two lunar units, and you need to have both of them out for this to work. Every seven seconds, your team gains fifteen percent critical strike uh, chance, critical fifteen percent critical strike damage, and ten percent spell power which stacks up to four times note that the uh uh the round each round of tft is 30 seconds until earth mode so two seconds before overtime kicks in this is going to be triggered so just to have a little bit of perspective here for that <laughs> um do you want to talk about leona or karma boop your pick um i'll do leona okay um, interestingly enough, the, both of these characters are some of the first characters I ever played in League of Legends. Ooh. Karma used to be garbage, like so bad, like yeah. meme worthy bad. Um, oh, you remember that's when you were playing? No, um, Karma came out after I played, I think. Yeah, but she was good against Twisted Fate, which was like weird. Anyway, um, Leona, uh, tier one, class ward in health, 650, then 1170, and then 2106. Those are some interesting numbers. Very interesting um, numbers. Armor 40, attack damage 5090 to 162. Uh, and you, this is a tier one unit, so uh, getting it to rank three is a possibility. Attack mm -hmm. speed is 0.55 at all ranks. Uh, mana is 5100. Ability, lunar, lunar Barrier. Leona reduces all damage done to her by 40, 90, 140 for five seconds. So she becomes tankier. This was mm -hmm. something that Mort talked about uh, too, was, was kind of like, oh, we don't want the game to be tanks and ranged carry mm -hmm. every single time. That was something about set one that he wanted to change. Yep. And so now uh, I don't think we've ever truly gotten like a tank meta mm -hmm. right where it was truly like brawlers kind of but the uh, carry was jinx uh, or draven knights four knights oh, oh yeah but I guess the carry was still the, the carry was still jinx or draven in that or yeah yeah exactly yeah, okay. like where there is no ranged carry it really is just beef right right yeah uh leona really would happen. i mean definitely uh, fit in that thing, fantasy yeah damage mitigation just uh and it's not just physical damage it's all damage um and 90 less damage stacked over four different spells it's 200 damage right got a good amount of health 1170 put a couple war mogs on her i think uh i think she could be good i wonder what kinds of things she's going to be able to do because she's not making other people tanky right it's not right. like ivern shield uh, this one's just for her so she's definitely going to be frontlining mm -hmm. well she does it she reduces the damage for each instance right so this is good against Inferno, which does the ticks. So every tick is reduced by at level 290. So I don't know the Inferno ticks off the top of my head, but that might just completely reduce Inferno entirely for five seconds. Um, any like Ranger type comps that are doing a ton of attacks and like it's reducing each time. Now she still gets crit just as hard or I mean, slightly less hard, but um, so it, it, she'll be an interesting one. Um, I mean, I'm not really writing home about her with her uh you know her ability i think it's it's all right um you know seems kind of like a worse nasus like nasus uh, yeah it kind of accomplishes the same thing but the mm -hmm. damage mitigation is nice it, it uh, certainly is nice um it her value is really going to i think be directly correlated to the value of lunar um mm -hmm. And and uh, not just running. I mean, she'll also the value of Lunar, and I guess the value of having four or six Warden 
she enables those much more easily. Uh, two Warden's already very easy to get, but uh, very interesting unit, and I mean, it's always interesting to see new ones, but she is, uh, I mean, I actually think she's kind of not an interesting unit, but Lunar is interesting, and what the what Lunar enables can be interesting, but she as a unit in a vacuum is kind of yeah, Matt, Lunar is a little bit more of like a generalized type of thing, right? It's mm -hmm. like, oh, you get crit strike chance and extra damage, right? So you think rangers, but you also get spell power, right? Right. So we'll we'll see what kind of like maybe another kind of blunder comp might come into play. We never know. I've got uh, some opinion, some some hot takes on blender that we'll talk about later. Um, but the other lunar unit here is Karma. She's a tier three mystic lunar or lunar mystic health is 600 1080 1944 uh armor is going to be 20 attack damage is 50 90 162 is that the same yeah it is that is the same as leona same attack damage attack speed 0.7 so attacks a little bit faster mana is 75 100 so has a relatively like middle uh total mana but only needs 25 mana to cast initially. So that's what one auto attack if she has a any tier item. Mm -hmm. And if she has a Seraph, just auto cast. Um, her ability is inspire. And at the start of combat, Karma tethers to her closest ally. Karma shields the tethered ally or a random one if the tether is dead for five seconds, absorbing the next 250, 400, or 800 damage. While the shield holds, the ally receives 60, 70, 80% bonus attack speed. Now, this is an interesting unit. Her and Master Yi are going to go good together. Master Yi. Uh, ever heard of this guy named Nocturne? Ever heard of this guy named Olaf? Ever like <laughs> ever heard of this gal well, named Master Ash? Well, Master Yi is also a mystic. So true, that was like the other, the, the other thing about it. Yeah. Yeah, the addition of Mystic. I mean, so I'm not actually convinced. Well, four Mystic is now easier to, to hit, right? Because you have an extra yep. Mystic. I don't know how relevant that's going to be, but I mean, the meta will play that out. You generally want, in an ideal situation, you want uh, you want the Soraka and the Nami as your Mystics. Not... I mean, you want Mystic, but you more so want the silence from Soraka and the giant AOE stun and damage from Nami. Um, and also they like have the only Mystic. one in the game. Right. Right. One, like, like, the, yeah. like the actual epic of spell of set two um, yeah. is Nami, it seems. Um, so Karma is a very different role because she's like she has that Mystic class, but she is... Well, actually, she's kind of like a combat plus. It's like combat plus. Um, well, support. what I what I see her really helping with is uh, getting her some getting like an Olaf comes to mind, right? Getting mm -hmm. her shield on someone who has life steal. So when they mm -hmm. get the 60, 70, 80 percent attack speed, it's mm -hmm. making them extra tanky. Mm -hmm. The shield will hold through, so the attack speed could kind of stack up. And then, like, say you have Rage Blade or something. Uh, on yeah. this person, or maybe it's an Ash right. uh, that receives the receives the bus uh, buff. Maybe right. has a Bloodthirster. I don't know, but it, it's going to allow that DPS to do a little bit more damage. And so that's mm -hmm. kind of like how I see see it happening. Uh, I don't know if we're going to see a lot of Karma helping with tanks. Maybe because I mean, two fifty four hundred eight. How much? How much shield is a locket? 
Uh, it was 300. It's changing, which we'll talk about. 250, 275, 300. Yeah. So this one is 250, 400. So at rank two, it's better than a locket. Right. Mm-hmm. So we, but we only could in one see, unit. like, maybe st- stack three lockets on Karma, and she gets uh, that extra shield on another unit. So at rank two... It's a lot easy. of shield. Yeah, it'd be like over a thousand in shielding for one unit. Yeah, so we'll see how that's big. We'll see how that goes. Also interesting that uh, I saw this played in PBE, and this is a new thing. And Mort has called it a new targeting paradigm. Uh, so we have not actually seen something like this. So you move her around, and like you can you can uh, visibly see the link pair between her and another unit. Um, so you can choose correctly. You can choose correctly. Yes. So like that's not something we've seen in tft yet where i mean we've seen like zephyr will like you can kind of see the little like whirlwind where it goes my my me thinks that karma is definitely someone who they're trying some set three stuff with yeah yep Um, same thing with some of these item changes because Mm -hmm. it was heavily alluded to that items are going to be changing for set three Mm -hmm. and i wonder if like these scaling items are another one of those Mm -hmm. kind of tests right because Mm -hmm. the gloves were the same thing for the set two items right for set one so i wonder if uh in set three we're going to see more items at scale with level right uh i would not be surprised yeah because that's that that, that's a fantasy another term that more like to use that we haven't seen just yet but i like karma as like an idea um it's not mm-hmm. going to be like the flashiest thing in the world but if you're not st- at least going to try to stack shields for the memes um uh, then you're not i don't think you're doing it right uh, mort also po- pointed out in his 10.1 recap that uh she's like the spear of shojin machine where she wears a spear of shojin quite well because like if you're if you keep casting that inspire ability that's pretty good and yeah, also so get affected by AP. Right. Also gets affected by AP and also gets wait, Spear of Shojin doesn't give it, there's no AP, but there's Yeah. It but, will get affected but by But also, AP. um, if you put the spear on the person that she's tethered with, that means with the with the attack speed, ah, she they're yeah. casting more and more. So uh, definitely interesting. I think she adds an, a nice little wrinkle, and I think that so there's... So that could actually work with some mages. We'll see. Yeah. I think that Karma, like, gives... I, I think she's going to be... She's going to enable some crazy things, because, like, that's a big amount of... It's, uh, it's a big amount Carol. of attack speed. Well, it's guaranteeing that Quickly. person gets an ult. No matter right. who you're tethered to, that person's right. going to ult, uh, right. and will get their second ult faster. Mm-hmm. So we'll see... Uh, just like like you said, how much impact it's going to have. I think Lunar is right. going to be a, a a big deal. The hard part about mm-hmm. Lunar is you have to have Leona and Karma. Mm-hmm. Um, and Leona's a Warden, Karma is a Mystic. So Lunar Warden seems to be the the flavor of the month right now on PBE. Right. It but, it does uh, seem like that's the that's the level one. That's what people are doing. It's like oh, just the super tank comp. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. Let's see what beats that, and then let's see what beats that, and then we'll we'll get the rock paper scissors going. Yeah, uh, giant slayers might be coming into play. Uh, yeah, and also what might be coming into play is the new item, Last Whisper, which is Hell yeah. kind of like a giant slayer esque item. Uh, this is the new um, repeating crossbow item, sparring glove plus recurve bow. Uh, this Last Whisper says critical hits reduce uh, the target's item by ninety percent for three seconds. This effect does not stack. 
So this is going to be good on units that are going to be hitting. Yeah, the, the tank shredder. Um, so throw this on your on your rangers, and all of a sudden those wardens are going to melt pretty quickly. Yeah, it makes sense too because Last Whisperer is a ranger item in the regular game, mm. and I like it when that when there's the line when out, those right? Th- yeah, like Last Whispers, uh, it, the the people building Last Whisperer in League of Legends mm-hmm. are rangers, so mm-hmm. I would hope that the the rangers are good with Last Whisperer. You know what I mean? I I absolutely do. I mean, I don't catch the reference because I'm a TFT only player, but I do think it is actually legitimately valuable to have that correlation because if you can't. I'm sure that when you came over originally and played TFT, Boop, you probably were like, oh, just like naturally, like, oh, I don't really know how good these items are, but this item is good on this character in League, so I'm going to try it here and see if that works, like, just naturally. Um, Yep. And I was doing that, but I didn't even know what I was doing, and that's why I was losing so much. Uh, This this next item is really interesting. Yeah. Um, Because I think it's good to talk about these three items together because Mm -hmm. they all kind of interact with each other. Uh, Titan's Resolve, when it's Chain Vest and Recurve Bow, uh, it's replacing Phantom Dancer. So uh, you nerfed that to the ground, so now it's just not in the game. Get him Uh, out of here! Pepperidge Farm remembers when that was the (laughs) strongest item in the game. When the wearer is hit or inflicts a critical strike, they gain a 2% stacking damage bonus, up to 100%. At 50 stacks, the wearer gains 25 armor and mr and increases its size resets every round so uh this is definitely something you can put on a tank tank that Mm -hmm. karma might be buffing Mm -hmm. and uh they'll get tankier and tankier uh like again another like true tank item Mm -hmm. to have your tank actually do damage to you because that was always the problem with brawlers right you need a jinx you need a draven Mm -hmm. because then you just wouldn't be doing enough damage um, this way, like if you could put a Titan's Resolve on a Volibear from back in the day, could you imagine? Oh, that would be sick. I have two very important questions about this. The first one is legitimately important. How does the how do the stacks work with armor? So if they if they have that thousand armor or whatever from our super locket karma, do they like? Do they start getting stacks when they get hit regardless? Or do they start getting stacks when they start taking HP from like actual HP and not the shield damage? So or not armor shield it's rather. Through when they hit the HP. So there might be um a reason to not put this on the person with karma. You're, okay. You're so there, right. But yeah. Um, so there's like a nombo there. Possibly. I don't actually know how that of, works. But at the same time, like once that shield runs out, then this would start stacking and make right. them tanky again. So yeah. Um, yeah, this is an interesting one. Oh, and the other the other arguably even more important question is if I stack three of these on them, do I get the size growth three times? Am I getting gigantic or is there a minimum uh, or that's a that's a really important question. Like, Mort. 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 Excuse me, Mort. <laughs> excuse um, me mr mort um um excuse me mr mort does the character grow in size three times that day or does it only grow in size once because there's nothing better than putting mittens on yordles <laughs> that was such a great thing it was <laughs> great extra small, it small. Yeah, was, yes yeah, that was fun. It's just like make all um, of your yordles really small like i love that <laughs> yeah it's like oh you're gonna miss with your choke asphalt <laughs> um so the next item is i think the one that most people are talking about yes um it is bramble vest bramble. a recipe two chains 
vest. Uh, that's how it is written. It um, says two chains. Uh, replaced thorn mail negates bonus damage from incoming critical hits. So that's what Phantom um, being Mancer hit used by to a basic do. attack. Uh, deal 80, 120, 160 magic damage to all nearby enemies. So basically, when this person gets crit, they do damage. Yes. Yes. And that 80, 120, 160 is scaling just like the uh, abilities on the hero. So this is the first example of the abilities uh, or the item scaling with uh, champion level. So uh, very interesting. So the the rule of thumb for this is obviously look at the middle number because that your two star unit is where you're going to be most of the time. So this does a buck twenty when getting uh, when getting hit with a crit. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure uh, how... I mean, this does seem good. This does seem kind of like the anti... It's 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 kind of like Thornmail plus um, Phantom Dancer, right? It, at least in some capacity. So it's like kind of the anti... Um, the anti-established it's a disruptor yeah it's it's, it's, um, it's the anti-assassin or anti-blender yeah this was this was this was geared towards uh like those blender comps with like nocturnes mm-hmm. and stuff like that uh you put the bramble best on every time you get you know that double crit on you with like the blade master buff they're t- going to be taking 240 damage in response yeah right um and that's to still might all be dead nearby anyway. enemies not just uh, the one yeah, that crit you. yeah so, so it, like AOE. say yeah, say like you have this on your one of your resets every time oh. it will do AOE damage at least a hundred, you oh, know, wait at least a 80 or one hundred twenty. Oh, this is one being hit by a basic attack. Oh, yeah. I thought it was only on when it. Oh, so it negates crits, and then also crits. whenever you get hit by any attack, not a crit attack, just any yeah. attack deal. Up uh, uh, at a maximum every one second. So if you're attacking more than once a second, it doesn't do more than that. It only is once per second. But oh, okay. I'm way more in on this item. I was like, <laughs> well, I was like, it's only really like doing a little bit of damage because you're only gonna get crit. How many? How many times are you gonna get crit? Uh, uh, around. But it's nope. It's just every basic attack. Yeah. Okay, like so I'm think in. about like uh, like. Once every second, right? So you're going to mm-hmm. definitely get this off a couple times, but um, that yeah. should be pretty good against these Blade Master comps that mm-hmm. uh, I believe it triggers off of like the Sivir ult. Anytime it like double hits, so. um, you're going to be doing like return damage. So this is kind of like a retaliation. Well, it doesn't tactic. do damage to, it won't do damage to the Sivir. So it only. Uh, yeah, yeah, but it would do damage to the AoE. So yes. it's like retaliation yep. mm-hmm. in a sense of like. Hey, you're gonna go this high attack speed because this would yeah. be good against rangers as well yeah. on a on a tank. Yep. And so, um, we another item that's gonna make tanks uh, pretty good. But we'll see what that means if that's gonna be fun. Because if tanks are good, that means that the games will last longer, right? Uh, because there's more HP. And I'm not sure that's the best thing right now. Uh, right. But I, I I haven't gotten to play with PB. I'm coming into this pretty clean, so Same. these are all just like I've my just a little bit of smooth-brained uh, theory crafting here. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, tanks getting some good items just in general. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, we've and got these, a uh, mini reworks are going to help them too. Yeah, we've got a couple of mini reworks here, and we'll talk about these together. We've got Frozen Heart. Uh, before it slowed nearby att- uh, enemies' attack speed by twenty five percent. Now it slows nearby enemies' attack speed by forty percent. 
Um, but stacking them increases uh, the radius of the effect, not the amount of the slow. So, yeah, so think a Mumu ult on when you level him, right? Yes. It's gonna, it's one hex on level one. Uh, well, now and, it's and the same. You have a second. Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, it's it, it's a bit. It will get a bigger effect. So you probably want exactly one of these. Um, you don't really need uh, multiple, but they. I mean, more talked about it in the recap, but like Frozen Heart kind of was the redheaded stepchild when Iceborne Gauntlet came in because Iceborne Gauntlet did the same thing and had a bigger upside impact. Yep. But um, Iceborne Gauntlet doesn't do the same thing anymore. Right. They changed it. Um, so now uh, what it was before, of course, when you dodge an attack, uh, you create the zone of ice with attack speed reduced by 25%. Now, after casting a spell, the wearer's next basic attack freezes the excuse me, freezes the target for 1.5 seconds. Make your character a glacial. Yeah. Um, so this is, I guess, like, Kogma item? Kogma, anyone? Jax. Uh, <laughs> well, no, wait, no. It, it's really, I mean, it would be decent on Jax. Oh, wait, because does Jax's thing count as a... Yeah, it counts as dodge. Well, no. But this doesn't do anything with dodge anymore. Oh, sorry, sorry. I was I was reading before. Man, yeah, my yeah. brain is off. I was well, casting a spell. Well, because I was like, so does a lot of spells? Yeah. yeah. Well, Ezreal. does Ezreal? Yeah. I mean, Ezreal already kind of does this, so you'll never know if it was his glacial proc or this that was doing it. But I'm wondering if does Jack? So Jack Jack's cast a spell. Oh no, but he attacks while he's casting a spell, so mm -hmm. it wouldn't do it anyway. I was like, does his his ability going off. Oh, well, you know, attack. this could actually be, you know, if you want to make like Kindred a glacial, that could be really good. Ooh, yeah. Um, who, who else just kind of like uses their ult a lot? Vigar. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> after they cast their, after Vigar casts a spell and annihilates the unit, he'll freeze, he'll freeze the next the thing. Next one. Uh, I mean, that, uh, that actually could be pretty good now that I think about it. <laughs> All right. Let's talk, <laughs> uh, yeah, let's, let's talk about Ionic Spark. Let's talk about Ionic Spark a little bit. I'll because... delete that part out so that people don't know about that broken comp right there. <laughs> Before, deal 92 damage to an enemy when they cast a spell. Now, enemies within three hexes that cast a spell are zapped, taking magic damage equal to 200% of their max mana. So it's going to be, again, kind of like an Amumu ult. You're going to have to put this on a tank or an mm -hmm. assassin. Um, and I don't know if you're really... I guess. I guess you could put it on an assassin but uh tanks really getting better this patch yeah i'm i'm wondering if I this is to take this item out but. I, well i don't i don't know if i agree with that but maybe i do but regardless i'm wondering if this is just making the ability more complicated so that we think it's doing more than it actually is when really it's doing the exact same thing <laughs> like am Maybe. i wrong about that like it, it basically took it took the damage that it did just regardless and so just you're not going to be able you're not going to be able to put it on like kogma uh right. in predators because right. it just won't work that way you're going to have to use lumens instead you put it on um, the uh you're going to be using it on skarner most likely I think it was uh, skarner or anyway yeah or Rek yeah, Skarner is probably the only one. Rek'Sai, maybe, if you can't like right. stack your Skarner. Because mm -hmm. Skarner's getting a pretty big buff yes. as well. Mm -hmm. um, and he's going to be like in the fight for a while. So that's uh, it, it's they're moving it into like a little bit. These items are becoming a little bit more class-related rather than generalized, mm -hmm. which I think is really, really nice. 
I think that they, instead of taking the, it just does a bunch of little zaps of damage across the, the map. Regardless, it's not like focusing that in and doing more damage in a smaller area. Maybe that's, I think that's actually kind of better. Um, but maybe not because you want, like, this was better against Kindred. Now it's probably worse against yeah, Kindred. Yeah, this is like a direct nerf to Kogma more than anything yeah. else. Right. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see how things are adjusted because yeah. Kogma was able to be safe, trigger Ionic Spark as well as Static Shiv, as well, well as like Ludens Echo in that comp. Mm-hmm. So plus be poison. And uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. I think this is more so a nerf to Kogma, uh, but it does affect positioning, right? It's going to force you yes. to put it on someone who's going to live mm-hmm. long enough, mm-hmm. right? And uh, because that person and because also it has be to be in the three fight. hexes yeah. would probably have to be someone who needs to be tanky. So, yeah. well, I mean, that is pretty big if you think about how big an Amumu alt is. Like, it's pretty big, but you still yeah. need to be your carries. It's going to make positioning for your carries on the opposite side a little bit more interesting, too. Yes. True. Um, this next one is, I think, might be the biggest item in the game and might be, this might be broken level. And I think this limits design space, kind of. I could be wrong, but this is it. Uh, Quicksilver, an item you probably didn't realize was in the game. <laughs> Uh, before you gained a spell shield that prevented the next crowd control from applying, this shield ref- refresh after three seconds. Basically, never used it uh, unless you got it for free. Now it is unique, so you can only have one on the champion, which is more of a quality of life, so that you don't accidentally put two on this because it wouldn't do anything. Um, the wearer is immune to crowd control. That's it. Full That's stop. it. Wearer is immune to crowd control. Uh, <laughs> Am, am, am I am I overblowing this? Is this not just broken? So like, think about who has crowd control, right? Amumu, a lot of the wardens, uh, a lot of. I mean, not the, really. I mean, um, Amumu, Nautilus does. Nautilus. Uh, Thresh doesn't. Thresh doesn't. Uh, not a lot of the wardens. A lot of that warden comp. Um, the Kiana, uh, Amumu is the biggest one. Nami. So I think, me thinks, mm-hmm. this would have been broken in set one. I yes. don't think there's like yes. a ton. I don't think this is, there's like a ton of hard CC in the game right now. I mean, um, that that is as effective as like the hard CC. I think maybe, maybe it's overpowered, but... I think it's really it will, good It Definitely, d- definitely. And Quicksilver is an item that you would put on like your AD carry if like there's a lot of CC on the other side. Mm-hmm. So it's not a, it's not really an item that you, you're going to need early game. Right. Anyway. Right. So this is definitely like late game. Like my carry is getting bonked by uh, Kiana every single time. They seem to be right. moving me everywhere or uh, you, you know what I mean? And so now it's time yeah. to do Quicksilver just in case. So I know like my DPS is going to get the DPS in. Well, my whole thing, and I could be wrong because the items we just talked about may be doing enough to kind of quell the blender, but my whole thing with like having played blender a decent amount is like if not like if Nocturne just gets the chance to attack a bunch, he's gonna like kill the whole team and live because of how his passive works. So what stops the blender is like having him jump and 
he doesn't attack, he'll automatically kill somebody, but then, like, the succession of stuns happens. He'll get Nautilus ulted. He'll get in, he'll get Nautilus ulted into Malphite ulted, into Kiana stunned, into Nami stunned, into uh, a Mumu usually happens first sometimes. It's like, in that comp, there's like five pieces of CC, and if they target, and sometimes they even have... Um, Oh god, I, I was doing so well with remembering the names of, of, of champions. Um uh what's her name? Mountain Mage. You got it. Talia. Yep. Yeah. I did get there. Uh I couldn't stop thinking of Kiana for some reason. Uh which I usually forget more than Talia. Um like there's a lot of stun, and if your nocturne gets hit, you probably lose. Like he survives one. Like he'll survive the. He'll sometimes survive the. Um, her. He'll usually survive one because of steel, and then the second one will end him. He'll like gain up to like seventy percent health, and then he'll die from the second one because of inferno and stunning and getting focused after steel is off. But now it's like you stop that. You stop the first one. That's an like every stun that is prevented by this is killing an extra one or two units. And depending on where he is, if he's clumped, that's an extra, like those attacks are killing more stuff. Um, unless they all have Bramble Vests. Unless they have Bramble Vests, which um, I don't know what he would need. I don't know the numbers if he can actually out damage a Bramble Vest at some point, but he might be able to. Um, maybe not actually, because it stops crit. So I could be wrong. Like the number, they may have, they may have five headed the numbers and thought right through my, or, you know, prevented right through my thought process here. So we, we won't know until the patch is live, right? Could go right. either way. Yeah. Um, I think it's interesting. I think it like, I mean, you think about how good Olaf is when he alts like that. This is giving the Olaf alt, like the second part of the Olaf alt to anyone. So I don't know. It, it It's a very powerful. Um, maybe it's not as impactful in this meta or, or right now, but it's, I'm a little wary of this one. Seems like we're kind of going to be moving into like a defensive, like kind of oriented war of attrition. Yeah. I don't know. Assassins could be good. Maybe. Probably not. But um, right. well, well, yeah. we, we, we don't know until those, uh, it goes live. But me, my gut is telling me a lot of these items are defensively focused. Mm -hmm. Right. So they went into it with kind of like the thought of, okay, let's make this utility a little bit better to help some of these other comps shine that have been getting shredded by these blender comps, mm -hmm. because you, you think of the, not uh, the nocturne, but you put this item on someone else to maybe just push in the same kind of damage as nocturne or something. Right. I don't yeah. know. Um, yeah. All right, let's talk about the rest. So these next items are going to have scaling changes. So yes. instead of being flat the whole time, each one will get better as uh, the unit that the item is currently on uh, ranks up. So those items are going to be Locket, uh, 250, 275, 300. Luden's Echo is going to be 120, 160, 200. Uh, and Static Shiv is going to go to three, four, five enemies chained together. And I like this. It's a lot more dynamic. It's rewarding you for fighting those uh, items uh, and units that use them really well to get mm -hmm. them uh, to, to to upgrade their abilities while not being absolutely like static shift only hitting three enemies at the beginning isn't terrible. So, right. uh, yeah, so they're not going to be awful starting, but the better you are RNG is the better these items get. So, yeah, it's going to be real, real nice for you predator players that are uh, already getting rank three Kog'Maz and stuff. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, one thing to note, Locket is a straight nerf. It went from um, now the three-star Locket is as good as the normal one was, so everything else is worse. So Locket is a straight nerf. Luden's Echo is a burf. Um, at two-star, it's better than it was. Um, three-star, it's obviously way better, but at one-star, it's worse. So take that for what it's worth. And then Static Shiv is probably a burf, but is very different because it it's dealing a smaller chunk of damage, but to more enemies uh, at two star and three star. So mm-hmm. um, in the cases where that's better, it's obviously a buff in the cases where that's worse. worse it's obviously yep. a nerf. So burf, burf it up. Um, the last uh, three items here are just straight nerfs. Hush, red buff and Relanomicon um, all very uh, uh red but or morello namicon specifically i think is was one of the best items still probably will be one of the best items um changed the burn from 20 percent over 10 seconds to 18 over over 10 seconds so just a small little tweak um mort again mentioned in his rundown that red buff probably didn't need this nerf because it's not as good as morello is but for game just- clarity's sake they want those two things to be the same um, from the burn and then hush just a straight proc chance from 25 percent down to 20 still probably good on the champs that it's good on like siver and olaf but it's not quite as devastating uh procking only one out of five attacks instead of one out of four so you're That's still a lot of time that you're losing too right like yeah to that one extra attack might mm-hmm. might be death sentence for for your character yeah absolutely um okay so we talked about this in the break we're going to kind of run through a lot of these changes uh and we're not going to go over all the numbers if you really want to dive into the numbers uh the notes uh the the patch notes in the description are gonna have uh i'll I'll have the link in there so you can check all the numbers yourself but we get into some deep number talk in the discord too yeah absolutely uh... um if anyone wants to number crunch and math them out uh post them in the discord somewhere and i will um, highlight them or something because i think it's really interesting i'm just too smooth brain to do it and uh (laughs) don't uh have the time to wrinkle my brain enough to do it well so uh long story short here we're getting a druid health regen buff uh first time they've been buffed in forever yeah i think literally ever um so (laughs) literally forever yeah light attack speed bonus is going up in general uh we're also going to talk about some light uh champion pretty buffs, big but... attack speed buff at uh, rank th- uh that at, yeah uh, at nine, nine at nine yeah nine light is 55 percent attack uh speed so we're gonna whew, if you get that that's 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 a lot um and a uh nerf to uh to ocean on mana regen and shadow uh three shadow buff uh actually three and four shadow buff both getting uh buffed up to not quite where they were two patches ago, but slightly better than they were now. So just an extra 5% uh, on three and six, an extra 10% on uh, six shadow. Yeah. And then as we go into champion balance, something that you guys probably have noticed so far is a lot of these items are getting buffed. So I think we've had a couple patches uh, and a lot of these units are going to be buffed. Not all of them. Some of them are getting nerfed, Mm -hmm. Um, but, 
for the majority of i think this particular patch i think we're seeing buffs for the first time in a while mm -hmm. there's been a lot of nerfing going on yep. and i'm excited to kind of see what buffing some other stuff is going to do to mm -hmm. affect the game along with some of these items um because they you know light is underperforming has been the most obvious underperforming comp i think for a while now and uh are these kind of tankier because light has some tankier units or some of these better tankier items going to help them out the jaxes the nasuses mm -hmm. right along with some other stuff Ready to put them battle. back so let's <laughs> let's talk about it so tier <laughs> one vein is going to get a little tankier and her percent health on her silver bolts are going up as well warwick uh mana is going to be getting better for him as well it's going to be from 50 to 150 to 50 to 125 mm -hmm. and his ability damage is going up 50 at rank two and a at rank three yeah uh warwick and kind of a very not kind of a very lackluster unit as well as vein both both of those were probably the two worst one cost units i think uh on most people's tier lists and now just getting a little bit of getting a little bit of love uh warwick mm -hmm. was just at that really awkward mana to damage ratio where he was either one of two things was usually happening he would alt a unit that he had already almost killed or he would get his alt mana right before or right after he died. <laughs> yep. So like he was just at that really awkward spot. So this change, I think we'll get into alt earlier, which is consistency. It's really a good, good consistency yeah. thing for Warwick, right? Yep. Because especially at tier one, you probably should be getting those ults off mm -hmm. um, early game. So yep. I like the, I like the change 50 HP. Yep. Uh, 50 uh, more ability damage should help him uh, get an execute on that ult yep. too early on. And uh, Jax here is uh, ready for battle, getting a health, <laughs> a health uh, and attack damage buff. Malzahar is getting a minion attack damage uh, buff here. Nico's total mana is going down, and I'll point this one out specifically, going down to 60 total mana, which means she's in the illustrious club where if you get three Seraphs Embrace on her, she will cast infinitely she'll cast and then cast and then cast and then cast and a tier three nico with three seraphs embrace is my uh patch 10.1 uh bounty board build so if you do get that uh if you can get a, a video clip that would be preferable but if you can just get a screenshot of that uh post it in the channel and tag me i will send you a little legends egg first person that gets it gets a little legends egg uh, from yeah. the client. So let me know. Um, Senna ability damage is getting buffed at the uh, two and three star level. Skarner bonus attack speed is getting a pretty sizable buff um, at level one, actually, and a little bit on level two. Level three remains the same. Syndra total mana going down uh, from 80 to 65, so not quite in the golden 60 club. And Varus ability damage is just getting a three-star buff. So now getting the three-star Varus might actually be something worth it because you're going up to 800 damage up <laughs> from 675. Five. Tier three. Look at us. We're already here. Uh, tier th the reason why we're doing this, uh, folks, is because we have some general opinions about like the way that this patch is mm -hmm. obviously meant to try to take down Blender a little bit. Because yep. I don't know if you've noticed, the only units getting nerfed are the ones that were a part of that in a memo. So, uh, tier three. Aatrox health, 700 to 800. Aatrox ability damage, 25500 1000 to 3612. So, buffs all around. Good job for the light. Azir spell damage is getting buffed. 
at all levels. Nocturne attack speed getting <laughs> a huge nerf of 0. 0.05. You say that, uh, but that damage. actually is a bit like his it's, attack it, speed is the most important thing about him. It's true. It's true. I think it could be a full 0.1 going down to 0. 0.6, but oh, we'll see. Um, attack uh, Nocturne attack damage goes from 60 to 55. Uh, Kiana stun duration is getting a little bit of a nerf. Kiana ability damage getting a little bit of a buff at rank three and silver ability duration straight nerf seven seconds to five seconds. One thing I want to mention that Mort mentioned in his rundown uh, of the patch was they wanted to nerf blender because it obviously is a very consistent build. It's a very strong build. Uh, but he specifically said does not want Blender to be unplayable. Like wants Blender to be an option. You get an early spat. You get an early Blade of the Ruined King. Uh, wants Blender to be an option for you to go. Like we're, we really don't see any Blade Master play outside of that. Wants that to still be there, but doesn't want it to be the consistent monster that it is now. So these are incremental changes. Didn't just, you know nerf nocturne into oblivion i think that's why we're seeing a mere five point attack damage nerf and a 0 0.05 attack speed nerf the attack speed is obviously small but it is large in terms of impact and then of course the nocturne attack damage is bigger than it seems because that scales with every um every tier upgrade so tier two is is uh, impacted as well as tier three which are both used in blender um so it's it's it it's a bigger nerf to Nocturne than it seems, but still incremental. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Yes, let's go. Tier four. Go yeah. For it. Little... Why don't you do tier four and five? Okay. Well, I'll I'll take them both. Annie's uh Tibber's attack damage is actually getting a it's getting a nerf at tier one and a buff at tier two, and a and a big buff at tier three. So. I don't know if I've ever seen a tier three Annie, but you're getting a 1500 attack damage bear uh, if you get that uh, that tier three Annie. Uh, and Twitch's ability attack damage ratio is getting a buff all around, except for the tier three tier three Twitch. Nine nine rats is not getting touched, but uh, three and six rats, or I guess uh, three and not, not three and six, uh, one and three rats are getting uh, getting a, a small buff. <laughs> One in three rats recommend a small buff. One in three rats recommend going nine rats. Uh, and then at tier five, Amumu stun duration is uh, going down um, at the one uh, at the one cost or the um, the tier one staying the same at tier two and going way up at tier three. So if you get that tier three Amumu, you're doing elite damage. Uh, on the base, and then you're getting stun, <laughs> stunning that team for five. Oh, you seconds. know what we should do uh, for the Discord? We should have a, a a thing where people can screenshot tier three uh, fives cost units and just like have proof that they exist. I mean, for all we know, that channel has always been up, and it's just never happened. <laughs> 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 I've seen it. I've seen it once in a non Reddit setting. I don't even know if I've actually seen it. I've seen it maybe twice in Reddit ever. I saw it once. Someone in one of Dog's games in in uh, set one had a tier three. I think it was um, it was a tier three. Uh, oh god, I'm forgetting the name of of champions. The only one I think you can even get is Misfortune. No, it was uh, Imperial uh, Vampire guy Swain. It was it was uh, 
Imperial. It was Imperial a real vampire guy. He's not even a vampire. He reminds me of a vampire, even though he's not a vampire. <laughs> he steal. He drains right. health. That's vampire. Um. So yes, Amumu ability damage is getting a nerf at the one and two star. Uh, starting in total mana is staying the same in terms of in terms of getting the first alt. Uh, still has the seventy needs seventy five mana to get that first alt, but his max mana is going up to one fifty from uh, one twenty five, which will make the um, subsequent alt harder to get. Master Yi ability bonus damage is getting a buff at the uh, one and two tier levels, and Nami ability damage is getting a nerf all around. So. A little bit of a buff to Master Yi, a little bit of a tuning down uh, for Amumu and uh, Nami, which I think all it makes sense. Like those are the like Yi, arguably I think by most standards the worst five cost, and Nami and Amumu by most standards probably the best ones right now. So. Yeah. So I mean, I think uh, I don't know if you've noticed, but we 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 talked about it uh, quite a bit during just going over the review. A lot of buffs. Mm-hmm. Right, and I feel buffs. like that's not really something that we saw we've seen since they buffed all those uh, rank three, three costs and two mm-hmm. stars, which I think was like two weeks ago, yeah. which was over a three week uh, patch break, you know, mm-hmm. and so it feels like a really long time, mm-hmm. uh, even though it was only a couple patches ago. But this patch really seems like they're trying to make some of these a little bit better, right? Rather than yep. trying to bring the power level down of Blender, it's mm-hmm. kind of like let's meet in the middle, right? Let's bring, yep. let's bring Warwick back. Let's try to bring lights back mm-hmm. right because atrox jacks vein all gets buffed mm-hmm. right and so let's try to let's try to bring uh you know some counterplay malzahar attack damage uh got buffed right so like yep. what are we gonna do to instead of just nerfing this away so other things can come in what would the game look like if we just met in the middle and right. i think that's a, a different kind of thing we've we're seeing from them for this particular patch versus the last one absolutely and i think that's a very good way to tackle the psychology of it, right? So we've seen, I mean, we've both been following games at a competitive level for a a long time now, and we see, oh, you nerf one thing, another thing just comes and takes its place, right? One deck in Hearthstone isn't, there's always the boogeyman, right? It, It doesn't matter what it is or why it's there. There's always going to be the top tier thing. And when you nerf something, we see it in Overwatch too. You nerf one comp, one meta uh, takes its place and it's just as bad and everyone hates it just as much. But if you slowly tune things, you finely tune things down and finely tune things up, then it's like, okay, we didn't nerf Blender out of existence, but it's just not as good as it was. And I mean, maybe like, they might have honestly might have been able to just not touch the blender units at all. Maybe just change the items. And it's like, okay, we barely changed Sivir, We barely changed Nocturne. It's just the, the items that are there counter them. The, uh, new units counter them. The, you know, this just puts them in a worse position and that makes them worse. And something else is slightly better. Um, and I think the psychology of that almost feels different than like, okay, we nerfed Nocturne does half damage and ha- it's like it's not even worth picking something else like Kindred all of a sudden is the new broken thing that everyone's complaining about where it's like now Kindred might be better than Nocturne maybe I'm just making this up I don't know how good Kindred is right now but Kindred might be better than Nocturne but it's like Nocturne still might be playable right now because he didn't really change that much 
Um, so I, I, I don't know. Maybe, I mean, maybe we do still get the same vacuum and everyone's going to be complaining about Wardens, Rangers or something in this next comp or, or this next batch. But yeah, yeah. All that matters, right? You know, they say uh, in psychology, uh, if you're like helping a parent, uh, you're a good parent. If your kids go to therapy for a different reason than you, right? If we're all, com- if we're all complaining about something else, <laughs> they've done their job. I don't know how good of advice that is, but sure. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> yes on that note that's the patch that's 10.1 um oh the only other thing we didn't directly mention is we got oh no we did mention it in the in the intro the new little legends which uh are gonna be fun i'll probably buy some because i am a degenerate but that's it guys what do you guys think what are you guys gonna be playing we want to know let us know in the discord discord.me slash little legends podcast make sure you check out the mort video um last episode episode 21 Make sure you're following us everywhere, the Legends Podcast everywhere. And if you want to find us on a different platform, if you're like, oh, man, I don't like watching on YouTube. I want to watch on Spotify, the Legends Podcast anywhere. Or you can just type in Team Fight Tactics on any podcast platform. And we are the first thing that pops up because we've We're put out a lot of episodes. <laughs> <laughs> and we've been doing content. So we got that SEO. Got there. Boop, anything else before we end this show for the week yeah we got a very special guest next week oh yes we do so in another turn of events another like uh it's funny you would never think overwatch into tft obvious transition right but no we have someone else from that overwatch world that you guys might be familiar and gals uh might be familiar with uh at uh from the league of legends we got the wonderful Eric Doa Lockquist coming on the show yeah. next week talking all things TFT. So yes. definitely check it out. We're going to get all that set up and give you updates as the week goes on as to how that's going to go. I'm sure we're going to talk about casting because that is what he's known for. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's been super into auto battlers. He's also into board games too. We'll, we'll get yep. to know him a little bit better. So I'm really excited about that. Uh, I've worked with Doa uh, for quite a bit uh, a while ago, but I haven't gotten to like sit down and like, talk about his interests in a mm. while so i'm really excited to catch up and see what he's up to and why uh why tft yeah right like why why cast with rodan at fandom uh legends what is it about tft what do you want to say mm-hmm. to the community i'm really really excited about it how about you bud yeah i love doa i've had him on uh my overwatch show i think i was trying to remember before at least two times so uh have known doa for a while he's always super fun to have on the show and i can't wait to talk some tft with him i was super excited when he announced or they announced that he was going to be on with frodan i'm like oh two of my favorite all-time casters casting my new jam oh it's exciting uh so yeah definitely uh excited to get him on and talk shop with him so um if you guys have questions for doa Go to little legend uh, Discord. I mean, little legends podcast. Go to the show suggestions uh, place and uh, throw some questions in there, and we will get them in. Um, but yeah, definitely want to check that one out. Uh, but guys, that's gonna be it for this episode. Um, let us know what you thought. Make sure to leave iTunes reviews, Spotify. I think there's Spotify reviews. I don't know reviews anywhere. Uh, we do appreciate them a ton. Oh. And actually, before we leave, we did actually get a new uh, we did get a new review. Five star review says highly entertaining and informative. Boop and Blevins bring excellent information and personality each episode. They go over some great information like patch notes. Hey, strategies and builds uh, that are working for them and the community. They also tackle deep philosophical topics 
like which little legend tastes the best. Uh, it is a well-rounded and entertaining podcast that I highly recommend. And they end it with P.S. Rose Bloom Paddle, Paddle Mar with a nice glass of river spirit. We're, we're good people. We're, That's a good person. We're great. We're great people. That's a great person. So yep. thank you for the review, guys. Uh, really do appreciate all of your reviews are very much appreciated and uh, really do help the show out. So make sure you do leave those there. But that's going to be it for this episode for Boop and Levins. We'll see you guys next week with Doa to talk more TFT. See ya! Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.